0: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. When I was growing up, I loved battles between good guys and bad guys. Batman versus the Joker. Luke Skywalker versus Darth Vader. Little Frodo Baggins up against all the forces of Sauron in the Lord of the Rings. These were the stories that that populated my imagination. And this morning, I believe that we have a similar opposition in today's gospel lesson. The good guy, or the hero, is, of course, Jesus. Jesus is powerful and in charge. He sets the timetable and seems to always know exactly what is going on. Jesus towers above the events, and, and strides through the scenery like a giant. This isn't to say that Jesus was, is without compassion. Quite the contrary, right? Jesus weeps at his friend's death and his sister's grief. He becomes deeply disturbed on two different occasions before Lazarus is raised. And yet, Jesus is clearly the major figure here, the hero who shines as bright as the sun. The other figure, the villain and bad guy, is elusive and even unnamed. The figure clings to the shadows, but always seems unassailable and invincible. This figure in the shadows has a tremendous amount of power, In fact, until Jesus enters each scene, this figure seems to dominate in Christ's absence. This figure is death and the power of death. And indeed, death is Jesus' adversary here. Death and death's power looms over these events. Perhaps it is a bit of an interpretive leap, to speak of death as a figure and to personify death here but but the veil of death is cast over all of this gospel lesson and not only does death have Lazarus in its grips but so too Mary Martha and the mourners from Jerusalem even the disciples fear death and death's power as Thomas is convinced that if the disciples go with Jesus back to Judea, then Jesus and those disciples will all succumb to the power of death. I imagine we can sympathize with this fear. We know that death is a physical process and a natural process. All things that live will die. But because this is so, death is never just a physical process, is it? It is always also a spiritual and existential reality. Death is is never something that is just looming in the future, but rather something that confronts us every moment of our lives, whether we want to face it or not. We are all heading toward our deaths, and therefore, in some sense, We are all dying. And this fact, this reality, can often fill us with everything from dread to stoic resignation to denial. Death threatens our our obliteration and the loss of our identity and self. Death can mean the crumbling of all that we have worked for and all that we have tried to build. We can come to view our lives like sandcastles, as we wait for the inevitable wave that will come to wash us away. And it's not only our own deaths that we face, is it? Death threatens our loved ones and those we hold most dear. Whether we want to admit it or not, death's power dominates our lives, and and maybe we fear it is the ultimate power. So let's, let's look at the raising of Lazarus again, because here we can clearly see death as a figure of immense power, even if that, that, that death is still elusive. For death clearly has come to take Lazarus, Right? And by the time that Jesus gets there, Lazarus has already been in the tomb for four days. By the ancients' reckoning, Lazarus is dead, dead, as dead as can be. The ancient Israelites assumed that the human spirit stuck around for three days after the death of a person. But by day four, the spirit was gone. Death, therefore, has Lazarus Uh, in in its grasp, and there would be no getting him back. By everyone's standards, death is in control here. And in this way, now look how the power of death also has affected Mary and Martha and the others. The sisters believe in Jesus and in his power to heal, believe that if he had been there that he could have kept Lazarus from dying. But now, Now that Lazarus is dead, and dead for this long, death has won. Death is more powerful. They can't imagine another alternative. Death, it appears, has the last word. And yet the good news of this morning is that death does not have the last word, and that Jesus Christ is more powerful than death. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And as Lazarus is raised, we see the ultimate power of the light that shines in the darkness without the darkness being able to overcome it. We see the power of eternal life that death cannot assail. Death cannot bind Lazarus after Jesus calls him forth. He is the word of life and calls Lazarus into life and into new life. Jesus' act is an act of creation and new creation. And yet this triumph is not really just the triumph over a physical process. As Jesus makes clear, this triumph over death is something to be lived into now. It is something to be experienced and embraced As we come to trust in the power of life over death, in the power of light over shadow, in the power of God's word to create and to create anew, the triumph of life is to be experienced as we come to trust in God. Jesus says, those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Here is an invitation to trust and thus to live free from the power and constraint of death. When we come to trust in God with us in Christ, then we become truly free to live, to live right now in this very moment. It is striking that immediately after Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead, that the religious authorities begin to conspire to kill Jesus. They are threatened by his power over death and begin to worry about their own place. They worry, too, about the power of Rome and its ruthless capacity to murder. They cannot see that Christ promises a way out of fear, and so they conspire to execute Jesus. As we will see next week on Palm Sunday, even Jesus is not immune from the power of death. Even he surrenders and succumbs to its power. And yet, as we will proclaim triumphantly on Easter Sunday, as we have every day since the first Easter morning, this surrendering to death is Christ's ultimate overpowering and victory over death. By entering into death, this is how Jesus defeats death. This is how God is triumphant. For death cannot bind the light and the life that is Jesus. It has no power over him. And in dying and being raised, Jesus Jesus has broken death's hold on us all. Even as we face death, we can trust that death is not the last word, but, but rather that God's love is both the first and the last word. And that not even death can silence that word forever. And thus we proclaim that we are not alone before the power of death. God is God for us in Christ. God is God for us against death. We can face our suffering, and even our deaths as, we be, as being full of grace and promise. The words that seem like the last words of suffering and hardship and death actually possess within them the possibility and potential for new life. And as such, we need not ever lose hope, even when we seem the most defeated for death's sting has been removed. For indeed, there is always hope and always reason to believe that love and life will triumph. For Jesus declares, I am resurrection and I am life. Amen.